Hey guys, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have an amazing guest for you. You're not going to want to miss this episode. We're going to be talking about the idea of entrepreneurship and avoiding the pitfalls. So stay tuned. Coming to you from San Antonio, Texas. Welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur, a podcast created to help entrepreneurs build their business. Branding, marketing, analytics, positioning, and lead generation, plus interviews with other business owners to learn from their successes and failures. Now, here is your host, Abel Garza. Hey guys, welcome back to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have an amazing guest for you. Now, if you've ever thought about being an entrepreneur, you know there's a bunch of pitfalls that you want to avoid. And our next guest, like the stone thrown into the water, his ripples carry a massive amount of wisdom. Please help me welcome Mike Young. How are you doing today? Hey, Bo. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Man, I'm so excited to have you on the show today because we get to talk about your experience as an entrepreneur and how you built your, your business. And I know you've run into a lot of situations where you've been challenged, and I want to know all that. So let's get started with giving me a little bit of information as to who you are, what you do, and how you help your customers. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm known as the makeover master and and that partially and we can get into that. It came from my own journey, my own story. Uh, everything that we do today is is really created based on my own, uh, you know, experiences. Um, we essentially help business owners that uh, and entrepreneurs that are stuck and they're frustrated and they can't seem to get their business working and can't figure out why. Uh, we help them with strategy and get their business working. Uh, and then we, once it is working, we have a branding component side to our business and, uh, we do website and brand makeovers and make everything pretty. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it, you know, as you know, it doesn't do any good to, to make everything pretty if the business isn't working in the first place. So we take one step at a time. Well, you know, I, I look at this from the perspective of a new business owner. So I'm, uh, I'm starting, I want to start a business. I don't know yet the challenges that I face. What approach do you take when you are working with your customers? I mean, what strategy do you have when you work with your customers, especially young and aspiring entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean, the, the beginning stages are tough. There's, uh, I think, I think when I look back, you know, 12 years ago, um, you, you kind of were looking for the magic bullet or the, the hack or what's the answer. And the reality is that there's a million answers. Um, so there's that very first stage uh, you actually, what you're seeking is clarity, clarity on how this works, clarity on how your skill sets tie into all this stuff. And the only way to discover true clarity is through action. Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of put things out into the marketplace with, um, you know, like as a mathematician, you say, this is my best guess or my best estimate of how I think it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And you, you have to get market feedback. And so you you essentially have to build a positive feedback loop and take action. Then you kind of observe what's going on. If you use the, the military term, the OODA loop, um, you've got to kind of orient and observe. And then you've got to kind of course correct and, and remove things that didn't work clearly. And, and you add some things that you think will work better next time. Mm -hmm. And that's the process. You have to fall in love with that, that process because there is no magic answer. And there are so many ways to win the game. That's, that's one of the traps that people fall into is they try too many ways at once. They try and figure things out on their own. And, and you know, from my story, it's, it took me eight and a half years and a couple hundred thousand dollars before I snapped out of that. 
Man, the, the, the Oodle Loop, that sounds like, I mean, I was in the military for 20 years. That's the first time I ever heard that. Sounds like a, sounds like a lollipop or something. <laughs> so <laughs> well, you needed to learn. The Oodle Loop uh, was really, a, it, it was created as a process so that, you know, I think so many people are looking, when it comes to their branding and, and positioning and sales and all this stuff that comes into entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. so many people have this mindset that I'm looking to get it done. You know, I'm looking, it's like, we, we, we have a vision in the beginning. And so we, we say, I want to get this done so that if I get here, if I'm making $10,000 a month or a hundred thousand dollars a month, then I'll have quote unquote arrived. Mm-hmm. And what I learned, what I learned over, you know, the last 15 years was there is no real quote unquote arrival and you don't actually have to ever get anywhere. It's, it's a process. Um, so if you can kind of have that mentality early on, it'll save you some frustration. So if you, if you're learning to crawl, then walk, then run, you know, you're going to fall. And those failures are what, what help you pivot. Those failures are what keep you going. In fact, a lot of times we're put into situations that almost dictate who we become, who we are. You know, you may lose a job, you may get divorced, and now you got to put your your foot to the ground, your ear to the ground, you, you've got to start grinding and doing what you need to do to survive. And I think oftentimes that's where you find out your true value, the, the, the direction that you want to go, you find out what you're truly capable of doing. I, I 100% agree. It's, it's the, the resistance and the obstacles and the adversity is part of that process. And you, you actually have to get to a place where you I wouldn't say I love it. It always feels kind of nasty. It feels heavy and, and you, you feel frustrated. Uh, those are words that I used to use all the time. It's mm-hmm. like, but it's a required part of the process. And, and so if you can get to the place where you realize the resistance and the obstacle and, and to know that every time you overcome that, you're, you're growing, you're growing as a person, you're mm-hmm. growing your knowledge, you're growing your wisdom, you're growing your mindset, your skills, your habits. And, and it is very much similar to like you, you said, it's just yeah. like, you got to You got to kind of crawl, then walk, then run, and then you yeah. can sprint. Well, you know, that's not totally your, your, your analysis is not, I don't think it's totally wrong by saying that you, you love it. Because I think for a certain, at a certain level, you have to love it. Because, you know, uh, I, I asked the question on Facebook the other day, I said, uh, you know, what motivates you? What motivates you to do your business? What motivates you to be an entrepreneur? And and one of the one of the ones that stuck with me is that he loves to build something. He loves mm-hmm. to build. And you know what? That is exactly why I got into entrepreneurship because I love to build. I love to build a business. I love to go in there and and, and just work it and see it grow. Some of them are not prolific. You know, some of them don't uh, make any money. Some of them do. And you know what? If you get tired of it, you can always sell it. You can raise money and then sell it. Or there's always people out there who see the success of your business and they say, well, you know what? This is the value of it. This is how much I'll give you and have an exit strategy. But this guy, he builds stuff. And uh, of course, you know, he, he's a venture capitalist and he's an angel investor and, and he's got his own fund. But the best thing about that is that not only is he an investor, but he's also a business a businessman and an entrepreneur where he builds his own businesses too. So I, I totally you know, get you that. Tap, you tapped into a couple of things right there, Abel, that, that are super valuable for your audience. Uh, number one is I, I believe that, you know, you hear those those old BS quotes out there. It's like, if you have a big enough why, you can get through anyhow and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they're only BS until you get to the other side and you recognize that they're true. <laughs> um, 
but I think I think a lot of business owners, especially in the beginning, I believe you need two whys. Um, the the first why is kind of this deep seated personal why, um, and that's that's really what gets through the you know the times. Um, like I, I've had moments where I had to sell a car to pay my team. You know, I've mm-hmm. had to do some crazy things through this journey. And if you have a deep-seated, rooted, personal why, it'll mm-hmm. help you overcome those those really dark days. Um, the second one is is a business why. It's like what what gets you out of bed every morning? What gets mm-hmm. you excited? What? Mm-hmm. How do you get to the place where it doesn't feel like work? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's extremely important. And then the, the other thing that you tapped into was you have to align the business with how you're, I, I believe that we're all kind of born in a certain way with certain skills and a kind of a, a certain unique ability, something that we just, if you love to build, you just love it. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't think about building, you just do it because it's so natural to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's actually one of the hacks is, is build the business around what you're already uniquely um, able to do mm-hmm. and what gives you energy. And if you can do that, if you can have a couple of whys and build the business around what gives you energy all the time, it doesn't feel like work anymore and it becomes easy and, and the business starts to flow and everything starts to work. Absolutely. I mean, your, your, your motivation shouldn't be an imposition. It should be something that it comes from within. And, you know, you think about it, there's a lot of reasons why somebody would start a business. You know, there's just too many to name off. But, you know, you think about the idea of building a business and automatically there's this there's this stigma of grandeur and you have all this, you're going to make all this money. But you know what? A lot of times they don't know. People don't know that you have to grind. You have to get down, stop binge watching Netflix, get on the phone, start selling, start calling people, start networking, get your shit out there so that people can understand who you are, what you want to do and how you're going to get there. Because if you don't show the passion, if you're not there to, to uh, give them that message and show them that you're, you're serious about this, Nobody's going to come to you. They're not going to give you anything. Nobody is going to give you anything. You actually have to go out there and work for what you want. And Absolutely. It's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I, I hear a lot that, that people will just build a website and then expect people to just show up. Or they'll start a business and then it'll be like, okay, well, I'm waiting by the phone, but nobody's calling. Well, that's because you're not out there grinding and networking and talking to people and selling. And it's like, well, you know. It, it just you got to do certain things, and obviously you got to have that passion. You got to have the motivation. You got to have that mindset of I'm not going to be second to no one. And and if you think about it like this, and this was one of the uh, an earlier business of mine when I had a lot more energy. And it may feel seem that way that I have a lot of energy right now because I've had four cups of coffee and I'm good. You're tapping into something very crucial there, which is, you, you know, people say these these surface level things all the time like well why do you why do you want to have a business well i want more money and Mm. i think the key in the early stages is Mm. continuing to ask why and you just kind of get deeper and deeper because that it can't be this surface level why of i want to make money it's not going to work that way like like for me i I, i'll share mine was my my why is all reframes and reactions so how you react to things that come at you that work or don't work and reframing your brain so that you're really, really freaking passionate about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. My, mine was if I quit on my business, it shows my kids what it looks like to live a settled life. Like it, yeah. it shows my kids what it looks like to give up on your dreams. Mm-hmm. And that was more painful than quitting itself. Yeah. And, and my, 
you know, everything's based on my experiences. My brother-in-law took his own life in 2015. And I just realized I got one life, one life to live. And there's, there's other people out there that are either going to about to quit on their business like I was, mm -hmm. or they're about to quit on life. And I can help those people. And that's what gets me out of bed every morning. Yeah. And, and so you've got to be able to reframe the conversation because for me to stay in bed, like there's somebody that may actually quit their business when they're three inches away from the finish line, or they may quit on life mm. when they're, they, so many business owners need a little bit of hope and they don't realize how close they actually are to something great. Absolutely. I mean, you just, yeah, I, I totally get that. I mean, you're, you're looking at, you know, your mindset is, is an important, an important area of, of being successful. What are some of the challenges that you face or some of your clients face when they're starting their own business? Well, I think, I think it, I, I do a really good job of coming back to the basics with clients. And I think, especially as you talk to creatives, you know, people that are in design or websites or branding and stuff, creatives, a lot of times it becomes um, very difficult to handle the true the truth of entrepreneurship, which, which is in the beginning, you got to wear all the hats, mm. you know, unless you have an unlimited budget or venture capital or whatever, you got to wear a lot of hats. And uh, there's a great show on Apple TV right now called Home. And, and one of these gals, like she built this amazing thing in Bali, you know, this amazing house. But then she, she talked about part of her story was she got super depressed when she realized that she needed to actually manage the finances and a team of 150 people and all this stuff that came with the entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So you've the, the traps or the, the pitfalls that I see with business owners, the, the basics are you got to have a way that consistent leads come into the business. Um, and so when I, when I analyze a business, it's like, how are, how are consistent leads coming in? And, and too many businesses don't have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. Well, the second trap is that they attract a lot of the wrong uh, prospects into their business or the wrong leads. And so they spend a lot of time with people that should have never even made it through their filters to start with. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to be able to close those leads that you're getting. And so you have to have some skills and, and knowledge around how to run a sales call effectively mm -hmm. to be able to close the leads. And so those are like the three primary problems I see. Mm -hmm. And, and it's created by, there's hundreds of reasons that those problems get created, but it primarily comes down to four. Um, number one is credibility issues. People simply don't believe you're good at what you say you're good at. Mm -hmm. uh, number two is copy and offer issues. Number three is your process and your flow of how you attract leads and convert them into sales is out of whack. Mm -hmm. You've either got 112 steps when there only needs to be seven, or you've got two steps when there needs to be nine. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, um, your, your process and your flow is important. And then closing ability on the phone call. I find a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives have never been properly trained on how to run a sales call. And they, they, they get the lead, they get into the call and then they screw it up from there. Mm -hmm. Well, see, you know, you talk about, we were talking about, you know, pitfalls and something that, that, that oftentimes entrepreneurs run into. And mm. obviously we've been talking about mindset. You know, that is, to me, that is one of the number one pitfalls of, I mean, the number one enemy is yourself. 
you know, mm-hmm. y- yourself. And then secondly, going into a business, business, going into a business that either one, you don't like, or two, you don't know how to do, or three, you don't know anything about. And when I say no, you don't know anything about, I'm talking about the, the market, where it's going, is it ascending, is it descending, you know, uh, uh, is the product or service that you're going to provide to the customers, is it niche, is it, you know, is it global, is it something that you're going to be have trouble going into? And then secondly, or thirdly, I think maybe you need to identify introspectively where you stand, you know, where are you? Are you par? Are you above par? Are you subpar? If you're not at par, then get to par at least. Yep. And then go out there and learn and then go about and doing it that way. But I think primarily the main component, not only, I mean, just from mindset alone, but also an analysis and analyzing your perspective business. So if you have a business that you want to go into, make sure that people want to buy it, that people want yep. your service. Because if you don't, they, nobody wants it then you're going to be wasting your time. You're going to be wasting your money, your resources, yeah, your energy. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about those traps, you know, the traditional traps. So number one is like you, you hit the nail on the head. You, you have to, you have to kind of almost be in love with yourself or have a, a tremendous sense of self-worth in between your ears, because if you don't feel worthy and don't acknowledge who you are, the business is never going to flow. It's never going to work. If you, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to like put yourself out there allow money to come in and receive the money. Um, You've got some mindset work that has to be done. Mm. Then you got to decide, decide how you're going to position yourself in the marketplace. You have to decide. So many people are floundering around waiting for the marketplace to tell them who they are. Mm -hmm. And, and you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier is nobody's going to do your pushups for you. Exactly. The next phase, you got to do the work. You got to just dig in and get, get your hands dirty. Do your reps. But the, the traps that I see, I see people that are trying to become the next inventor. Mm. They try and invent the next Facebook or the next Mm. YouTube. The marketplace is already buying lots of products and services. Mm. And, and it's a long, and and the percentages of successful inventors of something new mm-hmm. are micro and and so if you can tap into what the marketplace is already buy, buying and mm-hmm. and carve out your niche in mm-hmm. your own unique way into something that somebody's already buying that's a that's a shortcut mm-hmm. um other traps i see uh knowledge over accumulation confusion loop i call mm-hmm. it um you accumulate so much knowledge in so many different ways to win that you end up trying too many at once and they end up competing against each other and, mm-hmm. and yourself. Um, I see people that very much want clarity and they want confidence and they want all these things that are actually a byproduct of the mm-hmm. actions. And so you, you have to have the courage to go through the fire to get the confidence, to get the clarity. Mm-hmm. And, and so I see people fall into the what I call the business-seeking opportunity uh Mm -hmm. virus it's just basically you you so desperately want this confidence and clarity that you see the gurus have Mm -hmm. that you end up buying everything russell brunson sells or gary v (laughs) sells or whatever so you you're seeking what they have so much that you end up wearing 10x hats around town and totally get and so if i could help people not invent the new thing not over accumulate Mm -hmm. knowledge not just wear somebody else's t-shirt for Mm -hmm. god's sake then, then I feel like I can begin to break those barriers down, and mm-hmm. then we can pick in, 
into an energy and an alignment and get the business working. You make, and you bring up a good point. You don't have to be the inventor. A lot of people go out there and they want to be the inventor of a certain technology, a certain product. And that is, that is good. That's all great and stuff. But you know what? It takes a lot of energy, a lot of money to do that type of stuff, especially in the manufacturing industry. But what I'd like to, I'd like yeah, to tell, long, it's a long tail. Yeah. So what I'd like to tell, you know, our listeners is that you don't have to be the inventor. You don't have to be the person who comes up with the idea. All you have to do is license it. So there's plenty of organizations out there, universities, there's the, the technology and commercialization offices at, uh, I'm going to say UT University, Purdue, all these great universities, they have technologies out there. Go out there, research the technology, look for the pain in the market, and then license it. You know, yep. go out there and start talking to venture capitalists with your idea. Maybe the, you maybe you have something that they would like to help you with. Uh, and all it takes is just networking with somebody who's already in the business. And so if you're going to, you, since you don't have to be the inventor, which is the perspective, the, the, the idea that a lot of people have is like, oh, if I had the, the best invention, then I would be a, a multi-billionaire. But you know what? A lot of these companies are built off of other people's ideas. And so if you're yep. going to go out there and you want to build your own business, start looking at places like that and i'm going to put these in the show notes so you guys can look at and make sure that you you have uh here here's the best thing for the, for this and i think a lot of people need to ask themselves this question and then whenever they hear what is the pain in the market that's that's the bottom line you need to find out what the pain is that you're looking for and, and before you know it you're going to be looking for it somebody's going to say man i wish and anything that follows man i wish guess what it's a pain in the market and maybe you have a technology or a service or something that will solve that issue or solve that problem and if you think about it man i wish is a very powerful very powerful phrase yeah i think and i think it does come back to the basics is what problem are you solving and how do you solve it and and so when people say i've got a problem would you like a solution for that that's the sales call mm -hmm. um, and and all you have to do is convince them that your product and service uh, solves the pain or the problem that they have. And, and then you actually have to follow through and actually do it, of course. But um, it, it's not a complicated game when you, but the process is like when you, when, if you love to design, let's say, you're, you're maybe don't love finance. You maybe don't love other aspects of the business. So you got to surround yourself with people that love those things as much as you love design. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the difficult part of the business. It's like the, the first five years of a business or the learning years, um, because you're, you're trying to figure out how do I, for most entrepreneurs, if you have, if you have runway cash flow runway, you can, you can make a lot of these moves earlier, but a lot of entrepreneurs, don't have capital built up to just kind of wildly invest in these things. And it's actually a good thing because that's that adversity, you're building skill set, knowledge, wisdom, and all those things. Mm. But you, the game is how do I get the business to a place where I'm only doing the thing I'm uniquely designed to do and that I love? Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's strategy. I love strategy. I love conversations. I love everything else. But for a period, I was doing some designs, I was doing some programming, I was doing some finance. And over time, I began filling those buckets with other people. Oh. Um, it didn't happen overnight. It took me I mean, over it, a decade to kind of it, fill all the buckets to where yeah. now I spend at least 80% of my time doing what I love to do. There's still there's still stuff that I do that mm -hmm. I, I look back at the end of my day, I'm like, man, I shouldn't have done that. I should have yeah. outsourced it or had my VA yeah, do it absolutely. or whatever. But a lot of people do that. They they they're the they want to be the jack of all trades and you know do everything, 
when if they're doing uh, if they have a business already it's more beneficial for them to go out and seek somebody who who's an expert in that field or is an expert in that area and then just hire them or even if it's just in a if it's just for freelance you know it just it's it's crazy because you think about it and you got all this knowledge in in the area that you're in but you're not an expert in everything and so once you yeah, start to can be. Uh, to delegate that that expertise to somebody else that's how you build. That's how you grow. That's how you yeah, scale. I think, I think it goes along with the theme of the podcast, which is how do you get creative? You know, if you need credibility in the beginning, you need proof. You need proof of that you're good at what you say you're good at. You also need to have uh, results and all these things. So like one thing, like to get creative on credibility, uh, as an example, um, I need to have a lot of people that say that meeting with me was worth it. Mm-hmm. And they, that, they bought something from me and it was worth it. Um, and so when I was, when I started out, first started out like in the branding side of things, we were doing a lot of logos. Well, I did probably 200 logos for free where I was like, Hey, I see your logo sucks. Uh-huh. Um, or, as, you know, I wouldn't say it that way, obviously, but <laughs> hey, your logo, logo can be improved. And would you like help with that? I'll do it for free. Mm-hmm. And so we would do a free logo. We get credibility. When I, first started going into strategy. Um, I had one weekend where I said, I'm going to open up my calendar. I'm going to do 40 strategy sessions back to back this weekend, um, half hour each. And so I I built 40 testimonials in a weekend. And some people are are wasting six months, a year, two years to gather their first 40 testimonials. Mm -hmm. So those are creative solutions that you got to begin to think about as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. of. I need this to get done, but I don't have the resources of the team yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you bartering's another good one, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, I, I need to develop my first website. So many people are trying to sell a $10,000 website and they haven't built one yet. Do your first couple for free, build your skills, help somebody out that needs a website, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you got to get creative. You got to barter. You've got to make deals in the beginning to get to the stage where you've got enough cash flow that you can begin building teams. Absolutely. I mean, you got to get creative, utilize the resources that you have available to you. Uh, and it, it's, uh, it's like I said earlier, you know, you just, uh, there's so many things that you, you can look at And Sometimes you see things that you didn't see before your potential when you are in put into that situation. So all of a sudden, your phone is a resource. You know, your internet service is a resource. You don't have any money, but what are you going to do to make money? So you're starting to find ways to generate income. You're starting to find ways to get exposure. You're finding ways to promote your product, service, or solve a pain in the market. And it's just a, it's a, yeah, it's just a creative way to approach your business. Yeah, you've got it. You've got to be resourceful. Um, exam. Another example. I w- I got asked to come speak at an event with a couple hundred entrepreneurs in Cabo. Um, they were going to fly me in. They were, I was going to speak. I was going to talk about business strategy, brand strategy, how to kind of position yourself and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like my speaking skills were up to par, and so I had this three-month period. I found a professional actress and speaking coach. Um, her name's, uh, Ariane DeMello. She's, uh, she lives lives in Germany. She's, she was wonderful. She taught me all about method acting. She taught me how to stage present, all these things. And all I did was I said, look, I, I, I got referred to you. I know that you charge about $10,000 to work with somebody one-on-one. That's about what I charge for a website and a, and a brand makeover. 
can we just do a swap? And so she coached me for three months. We, we redid our website. I didn't pay for any, I mean, it, it, it did cost me time, money, resources, and, mm-hmm. and whatever, but I was at the stage where I was willing to do a barter and a swap mm-hmm. to and the same thing with Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or whatever you want to do. There's always somebody out there that needs what you've got mm-hmm. and they've got what you need and you can yeah. do a barter and exchange. No, I hear you. That's an interesting approach. There's there's so many ways. There's the, all types of variables uh, that come into play with regard to how you could build your business. You can contract it out. You know, you can barter. You can do sales for a company that, that does something similar to what you want to do. Well, I look back now, and one of the things that I see uh, in the beginning is I borrowed my first entrepreneurial venture when I still didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a very clear vision. I borrowed a bunch of investor money. I I believe it was a mistake entrepreneurially, but it taught me some valuable lessons. So it's, it's no mistakes, you know, but, um, but that, that decision was, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to build this bootstrap it, do whatever I have. So I don't borrow money mm-hmm. on something that's unproven. So that's why the bartering phase for me was, was a phase of the business. It was just like, I was not willing to go borrow a hundred grand and then lose it not to have my thing work out. And so um, every business owner is different. You got to, you got to kind of set the rules for yourself. um, Love yourself enough to follow those rules and then Mm -hmm. go after what you want. Cause you, you can definitely have success. You can carve out your niche. Uh, There's so many people and so many solutions in the world. You just got to figure out what's, what's yours. Absolutely, man. And you know, we, we've gone over a lot of information and I think in a very short period of time, we're getting close to the end of the podcast. And I always like to ask some rules that you live by. Do you have any of those? Yeah, I would, I would say, uh, number one is, is it's okay to ask for help. Um, I was raised at a time where, you know, you're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to show your emotions. You're not supposed to ask for help as a man. And, and I think that's a mistake. Um, get clear on what you want to accomplish, find somebody that's already done what you're trying to do and, and hire them as a mentor or a coach, surround yourself with them, buy their products and services, do whatever you need to do to spend time with somebody that's already done what you're trying to do and then model their habits and behaviors. And you'll figure out the game a hell of a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Um, We were talking before the podcast, but I tried to do it on my own for eight and a half years and spent a whole bunch of money and when I found a mentor that had already done what I was trying to do and could guide me, uh, I was able to unwind that in 18 months and have, have the business take off and have all the success that I, I have today because I stopped searching for answers. I was getting direct answers based on my specific situation because mm-hmm. that person had already done what I was trying to do. And they're like, oh, I remember that stage. Here's what you do. Yeah. Um, and so... That's, that's the difference. Awesome. Four hours of searching on Google to find an answer yeah. versus four seconds of getting an immediate answer. And that was the difference on why it took me 18 months versus eight and a half years. Yeah. Ask and you shall receive. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> you go out there and, and you just just ask for it. And you know, that's one of the things that I learned late in life, by the way. I, I just, I never asked for information. I never asked people for, for information or help. And then once I got into the situation where I was in, I was like, man, I could use some help. And then once I started asking, that's when it changed. So how can our listeners get a hold of you? Uh, They can find me on my website, themakeovermaster.com. And we do a lot of uh, free complimentary blind spot reviews for businesses to see where their website and their social media might be costing them leads or money. 
Um, and then I'm also on social. They can find uh, your audience can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. Mike Young. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. You're an inspiration to me and our listeners, and I'm so glad to have had you on the show today. Abel, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. Take a look at the Creative Entrepreneur. We are definitely updating that daily. So uh, check out some of the uh, the articles that are on there, thecreativeentrepreneur.net. And until next week, keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to The Creative Entrepreneur. Please click the show notes for additional information. Want to know more? Click on the subscribe button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting us at tcepodcast.net.